jump in and talk about some Tennessee Titans. Welcome in Facebook. Let me see here. Hope you're all doing well on this very, very slow, very slow Sunday. Um, let me see here. I was hoping to bring some people in on both of these things, but they are. That's good to know I can do that. Uh, out and about this Sunday, uh, our guy Chase Green, it's his birthday today, so shout out to Chase if you are out there in the universe doing your thing. Titans had a massive weekend. First, it started off pretty shaky. I thought I think a lot of Titans fans agree the initial first-round pick uh, was a little bit iffy, but it's something that we'll see how it pans out with him. Obviously, the competition with Dennis Kelly has begun. Sorry if this is shaking a lot. I'm actually leaning on the table when I'm not supposed to be. Um, but Dennis Kelly, it's kind of interesting to hear and to see what has happened this last offseason once Jack Conklin took off. Um, Kelly was on record to say that J-Rob, John Robinson, told him that the job was basically his now that, it, that Conklin was gone. Obviously, the situation has changed. Um, I think there's still quite a bit of time for that role to be determined, but it is something the overall feeling Friday night from a lot of fans was, I think it was just straight up disappointment. Um, they were expecting with, I mean, all the guys that were on, on the board still at that particular time, it's interesting to see how it went, where they landed, um, how everything kind of panned out with Christian Fulton being there in the second round. Um, and it's something that will be fun to watch as time goes on. But give me your thoughts. If you're, if you're with me right now, give me a shout-out and let me know you're here, that you can hear me. And then also let me know what you think about the Titans draft in general. Um, I think it was a fantastic weekend. I've seen a couple reports come out and say that it's been a D or C-plus or D-minus of an NFL draft class, which I don't see it, man. It's one of those things that uh, obviously on paper it makes sense. The, the positions are filled. Obviously, Christian Fulton being a second-round steal, which I think a lot of people are excited about. Saw the Titans put up today his video of him still training uh, the day after the draft ends, which is a fantastic sign. But one thing that stuck out to me about him, uh, his hips, man. His hips move really well. He's really fluid whenever he's transitioning from his back pedal to a, you know, a side run or, or kind of catching up with uh, a potential receiver, but that was a lot of uh, fun. Obviously, even A to Z Sports want to shout those guys out, love those guys, but the position, or I think his, his lining up with guys like Henry Ruggs and other top-tier uh, wide receivers in the collegiate field, I think he had upwards of 39 yards for quite a few of those guys, so that's a very positive uh Positive thing to have on your resume if you're coming into the NFL whenever J-Rob and obviously this defense prides itself on you know picking off uh, top-tier receivers. Um, obviously, with Adoree Jackson, um, Malcolm Butler still being on the roster, the big toss-up, I doubt it's going to happen, but it's one of those things that you have to think through. Uh, what, where does Logan Ryan land? If it's not with the Tennessee Titans, is it going to be something that he'll be you know, a lot of a lot of teams need some some deep cornerback help, but obviously he is probably one of the still remaining uh, as one of the best available options for the Tennessee or for the NFL in general for cornerback. Um, but it would be it would be fantastic if uh, you know if he had a good landing spot. Um, for me, one of my favorite picks because of the potential that it brings to the offense is Darrington Evans. Um, 
Appalachian State, man, it, I was surprised to see how many guys they put out in the draft this year. Uh, it was something that I think they're still that Division Two, not perennial powerhouse, but they're very much a contender whenever it does come to um, just showing out talent, man. Uh, what, a, what a great day for them. Obviously, recruiting for them is going to be pretty big whenever you're, you know, you're that second tier uh, option for a lot of guys that are coming out um, and want to be considered uh, NFL you know, prospects. A lot of guys, obviously their dreams coming true this weekend for them to see uh, guys getting drafted and then going forward. Um, obviously what their positions mean and hold, it's something to be determined, but it will be a lot of fun. Uh, Gavin Jones, long time no see, man. Good to see you. Maybe Vrabel sees more potential in this tackle uh, that they drafted. Would you have drafted uh, – who would you have drafted in the first round? I don't know, man. It's a, it's a hard thing to question what they did because it panned out the way that it did. Um, I don't think Fulton – I was shocked. I was starting to wonder before the Titans picked uh, late second round, um, what's wrong with the guy? Why is he still there if it's something that he's not been taken yet? Is there some flyer on him? What red flags are, are there out there? But the dude's got the talent – uh, obviously to back it up and it's it's again I think he is that third he's officially that third third cornerback for the Titans right now and it's exciting because I think I, I would I was thinking as well late in the draft if they are looking at potentially drafting another cornerback for the sake of what Malcolm Butler holds next year I think they have an out after this year in his draft uh, or excuse me uh, at the end of his contract I think they have an uh, of an out um, so that, that was something I was thinking. I don't really think I could say I would draft differently than what they already did. Um, I'm really pleased with the class. I think, uh, obviously the, one of the second topics I've got here is, is Clowny Watch. I think Clowny Watch officially kicks right back up. I think, uh, you have to wonder, obviously tomorrow is the, the opening at 4 PM. Um, it's something to me that, uh, there's no reason you should not be looking at Jadeveon Clowney, even with the money talks. I think the leverage, um, if you look at it right now, obviously the ta the lack of talent, the uh, you know, available in the free agent market, they did not really draft an edge rusher. Uh, obviously with um, Muchison, I'm going to have to get used to saying his name now. Obviously I think he brings some interior help, but they're still just kind of relying. If, if we were to line up today uh, with Muchison, Obviously, Jeffrey Simmons, Daquan Jones, Isaiah Mack will, will be back. Uh, Dickerson will be back, obviously. And then on the edge, it is Vic Beasley, um, obviously Harold Landry, you know, some other guys that will fill in. But to me, it is, I think Clowny Watch is a must. I think you have to get back in. Uh, I, I saw today, according to NFL trade rumors on Facebook and on Twitter, uh, that, that Seattle is maintaining contact with him, which is... I mean, it's going to be a hunt. I think I think the ball is in Clowney's hands as far as what what teams are going to look to do. Um, it's going to be very fun to watch what happens. I think uh, right now, I think the conversation was getting at the point that before the draft, um, fifteen. You know, I think he came down from wanting twenty million dollars a year, which is very rich. I think, in my opinion, but it is something that um, it'll be fun to watch, man. It, I think J. Rob's. He, he has yet to disappoint Titans fans, and it's very exciting because I think Titans fans are still coming out of the you know, periods when Rustin Webster, and I think we're still adjusting to that point where it's like, all right, we, we have full confidence uh, in what J-Rob's been able to do. Uh, it's a lot of fun to see what happens in and out, but it is, again, at the same time, 
Um, I have no reason to doubt J-Rob. I, I honestly, for all sake of transparency, that first round, I'm thinking, J-Rob, what are you doing whenever you're drafting a guy like Isaiah Wilson coming out? Yes, he's humongous, and you know we all heard the stories from J-Rob and Vrabel themselves just saying the guy had to turn sideways to get him to the door when they, when they met him. I think it was at the combine. Um, but again, it's those are all great things to have in your cap. But can the guy? I know he's rumored to be a, a mauler. Um, I don't think this team is just. Obviously, they're going to be a run first team. Statistically, I think it'll be something that um, uh, he's got to get the pass blocking down. Um, oh, one second here. Uh, he's got to get the pass blocking down where he, obviously Tannehill's protected. The other guys around him are protected. But it's something that uh, if we're going to run the ball, they just doubled down for both Henry's sake and now Evan's sake. And I think Evans, man, he really, really sticks out to me to where it's it's no longer a, you know, I honestly believe, and I wrote this at chat10sports.com, that Titans fans are almost in this paradigm that you have to give all the money to Derrick Henry. I think, yes, it's great that they got him tagged. I think $10.2 million a year is a fantastic number for him right now. However, I do not think, and, and I've gotten into some heated debates with folks in person and on the internet, but it is something on Twitter and, and other places as well. I think Derrick Henry is fantastic, but in two years, you do not want to find yourself handcuffed or you know ball and chained with Derrick Henry, where he's he's taking the hits. You know, he's he's because in, in the first three or what four years of his contract or his 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 uh, career now. He's not had the same carries. He's not had the same amount of touches or even contact that he's gotten uh, compared to other backs that were taken in the same era or time frame as him. But it's something to me, I think you have to look at him not as a short term, but as a midterm you know, commodity because I think there, there will be guys like Evans. I think he brings you both the ability with Obviously, offensively, you have him as a, as a, a running back too. But he even mentioned in his kind of greeting uh, from the Tennessee Titans of saying on special teams, which is super exciting because, again, last year you had Adam Humphreys, um, not the fastest guy. He's almost more of a Mark Mariani for all those who obviously probably remember him like I do. Um, he's a guy that I think obviously can get the ball and catch it because Adoree Jackson had so many problems uh, whenever he was still doing that job, and it made a lot of folks question why J-Rob and everybody was still deciding to do that. But this gives you the opportunity to really have that uh, the potential there for him to be a solution on, on the special teams here. But, um, yeah, it'll be exciting to see what happens um, offensively on both the offensive line, but also just I'm trying to think of other holes. And I put up on the description here for all those that have kind of seen the header as far as the holes that still need to be filled, because um, I don't think J-Rob's done. I don't think anybody thinks that, but it's something I'm looking at their roster right now, even updated after the draft. Um, I think, let's see here. Pull this up because, give me one second, sorry. If I can find my dadgum teams. Oh man, let me get this pulled up. Uh, off the top of my head here, I'm going to try and see if I can keep up with you guys, but it's something from the Titans updated roster, which I guess I got to sign into this dadgum thing again to get, okay, we're not going to worry about that right now, but it is something I think that the gaping hole still until Jadeveon Clowney is, is brought in and considered 
a Tennessee Titan officially. I think you have to look at other options. I know uh, Everson Griffin is still out there, and he's available. Other guys that might bring you some pass rush help. I mean, that's one position if, if say, Clowney does not work. I'm of the camp that does believe he's going to pan out. Uh, I think he gives himself the best opportunity for, obviously, championship caliber team. But I think he does bring an asset, obviously, not just pat rushing the passer, but also stopping the run. I think this team prided itself last year on being able to to contain guys like Lamar Jackson and shut down teams. I think even for people who are, are looking at this team right now against what happened in the Kansas City AFC Championship game, you tack, if you tackle uh, Mahomes before the half, I think the outcome of that game is very different. I think that was a huge momentum swing for them being at home. I don't think, however, that it's going to be something that guys like, uh, I know Ty Smith is back as far as depth cornerback, uh, which is fantastic, but I think this team got better. Um, I think even uh, Murchison is a guy, I know there's a lot of comparisons to Jarrell Casey. I even said that, that his quickness looked uh, in one particular video that was uh, very cool to see, a spin move where he looked very similar to Jarrell Casey. I'm not saying he's going to be Jarrell Casey, but obviously the build, height, size, weight, even his combine numbers, even his statistics in college were extremely similar, almost eerily similar. Um, which will be fun to see him work out. And I think, I think one thing that this draft tells us is that you're looking at guys like Isaiah Wilson, Murchison, obviously Christian Fulton's a little bit more polished. I thought he'd be taken in the first round. Um, but you have to think that they pride themselves on not the projects, but developing guys. I don't think Isaiah Wilson's a project. I think he was still a, a top-tier offensive tackle coming out. Not top, like not top five, probably you know, five, to, five to ten range. Um, but it's something to me that I think they are Vrabel's prided himself, John Robinson, and even the coaching staff has prided itself on developing guys because you're looking at guys. Keep in mind, just the guys who are third to fifth round picks that are now starters and even cornerstones for their you know their positions or even on their offensive or defensive side of the ball. I think guys like Kevin Byard obviously got paid, massive deal. But I think guys like uh, Jayon Brown. I don't think anybody anticipated him panning out whenever he got drafted to be the number two guy next to Rashawn Evans. I think linebacker is still a position that they could go out and find because Wesley Woodyear's gone. I think there's other positions um, in, in the interior defense. I think you maybe bring in one more defensive lineman if it's a nose tackle type because um, even though you know, I think Jeffrey Simmons and Daquan Jones kind of hold that down, they're going to be in that rotation like they always do. So it's exciting to see. I know a lot of folks are wanting, we're, we're wanting or still are wanting some tight end help. Like with the amount of money they've invested in tight end and granted, I was a guy for all those who know me, Austin Hooper hit the market and I think, Hey, that would be awesome to have him. It's very unrealistic because of the amount of money he would command. But I think that's one position I think is, is perfectly fine. I even thought last year before Delaney went down and John U. Smith, Ferkser, Michael Pruitt. And the, I think there's one, can't think of his name, the fourth guy on the roster right now, um, of being, I think the tight end spot's okay. I think they could have more of a blocking type, but at, at the same time, I'm not really bent on bringing that out for the sake of, you know, doing it. I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe you have a practice squad guy, or maybe you have an un undrafted free agent type guy that could come out and do that. But again, I don't think it's something that's going to be a top priority. 
Let's think. I think wide receivers still won. Obviously, that was one that I think a lot of folks were looking at drafting uh, either high because the, the draft class for wide receiver was very deep. Uh, guys like Jalen Rager. And, I mean, if you look at what the Philadelphia Eagles did, even the Cowboys did to really get C.D. Lamb, that was a shocker and a fantastic uh, move by them. But it's something that I think that the – the Titans are in love with guys like Khalif Raymond. Darius Jennings still has yet to kind of make his his impact to where – not impact. I think he's shown himself valuable, but I think that uh, to really feel confident that he can be that guy. Um, T- uh, Tajay Sharp leaving I think was very much anticipated, but at the same time I don't think it's something that anyone is really heartbroken over uh, for the Titans. I, I know there was rumors of him potentially being – a wide receiver one or wide receiver two for the Vikings, which I think got shut down pretty quick whenever they came out of their draft. I can't think of who they drafted off the top of my head, but I think they are pretty much set. And I think uh, the the hole that that Tajay would, you know, however big or small that was for the Tennessee Titans, I think it is something that still needs to be draft or addressed. It didn't happen via draft, but it was something that I think we could still look and see um, them go after a guy. Free agent-wise, I think, you know, there's – I'm trying to think of other people that are, are available. It's I think it's thin because there's guys like um, <laughs> Percy Harvins is talking about coming out. You never know, man. Take a flyer, move on, see what takes place. But, um, yeah, besides that, I'm looking at other topics we've got here. I think uh, the AFC South expectations, which is exciting – uh, because I think the Jaguars are still the Jaguars are still pretty much a dumpster fire. Uh, did not really do a lot. I think they there was uh, tight end the tight end that they took. I forget who exactly it was. They took him late. Um, I think Caleb Von Chaseon is going to be good. I forget who else they took in the first round off the top of my head. But their class really did not wow me. Uh, obviously, they have a lot of ways to go as far as what they're trying to do. Um, coming out of uh, 2019, it was pretty rough for them. I think the Texans obviously losing uh, Nuke and uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a, is a massive thing. Paying Laramie Tunsil what they did. Bill O'Brien, man, I don't understand. I don't know if they're keeping him as the head coach and GM slash GM because they know that nobody else is going to want to fill that hole after he's done what he's done to kind of drive their uh, – uh, you know, value or whatever it is as far as their roster going. It kind of took a took a big hit whenever it came down to it. Um, but Peng uh, Tunsil, obviously, that's, you know, an, a needed position off offensively, but it's something to me that I think you're a little bit uh, off the rocker to pay a guy that much. But, um, again, it's Bill, it's Bill O'Brien. I think I know they were talking during the draft of having some preliminary conversations with um, – excuse me um, – uh, I'm trying to think. Deshaun Watson, yeah, they're having some conversations with him as far as what his future holds with them. I would not be shocked to see um, – I know their relationship, DeAndre Watson's relationship with Bill O'Brien is pretty sound and pretty good. Um, but, man, you have to wonder why DeAndre Hopkins would want to stay there because it's just – it's very unpredictable. Duke Johnson behind him, an older, injury-prone guy that's that may not uh, – stick it out for the, the long term of what they're kind of anticipating. And whenever you see what Bill did um, to get as far as draft capital, they didn't draft to the second round, but could have had that first round pick for, um, for Nuke. But now let's talk about the Colts because the Colts are the team I'm concerned about. I think a lot of folks are sleeping on them or we're sleeping on them or overlooking them because Phil Rivers. I don't think Phil Rivers, especially under Frank Reich, 
it's going to be the same old, you know, I'm sure he'll fall back into some tendencies, maybe have some turnover issues. But Phil Rivers is still a quality quarterback. He's not going to be a top half of the of the of the NFL type of, of quarterback, but it is something I think with the improvements that they've made throughout the draft. I think Michael Pittman Jr. was their first uh, their first pick in the second round. Um, they got better, and I think uh, I'm trying to think J.K. Dobbins, I believe, is who they who they got in the, in the second pick in the second round. But it's going to be something I think they will be, and, and for all those who don't remember. Um, we were simply one game better than them at the finale. Um, I, or I'm sorry, they finished one game worse than us, I believe it was. But it's something I, I think they're nipping at our heels. That first game that they played in the hottest scenario I've ever been in my entire life at, uh, at, at Nissan Stadium. Crazy hot. It was that they, um, they honored Eddie George and Steve McNair. But that was because of kicking, because of some late decisions by Marcus Mariota, um, I think the team, obviously, if this, if the later half of the season's roster was where it was and they were playing to that level that they were, I don't think that game would have gone that route. However, if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be the Colts that uh, prevents the, the Titans from getting that first round, or not first round, but excuse me, but that, that basically AFC, AFC South championship. So that's something to me that I think looking into 2020, obviously still a lot of pieces but with AFC uh, South Championship being in, in, in the rearview mirror and being very, very uh, recent, obviously, we don't want to be the Jacksonville Jaguars and have one great season to where we're uh, uh, making an appearance, then we fall off and we're going 5-11 and 11 or whatever the records will be now with the, what is it, 5-12 and, and 12 or 6-11 or and, uh, and would be kind of funny to say now. I think that they've, they've done a good enough job to prevent that, that drop-off because I think you look at guys – even with Dennis Kelly and Isaiah Wilson filling the role for, for Jack Conklin, I think that's easily I – don't, I don't know if it's up to snuff where Jack was as far as his running game. I think he was more known for the running, running blocking versus the pass pro. But it's something to me that I think, uh, yeah, that position's pretty – I'm confident with that position. I think wide receiver still won, and I think the, uh, the, the edge position, we have to get to the quarterback. And if, if it's not Clowney – I know Clowney's not that guy. I think Vic Beasley could be a guy that bounces back because, you know, 2016, him leading the league in sacks, I believe he had 15 and a half. Um, but, yeah, I think he is a project, again, a guy that they can develop and elevate and make him a little bit better. I think Vrabel, that's probably something he's thinking with a guy like Vic Beasley. He's cheaper. That's, that checks the box for John Robinson. He's still got talent. He is a freak when he, when he came out. But even now with the Falcons um, – that whole that whole twenty eight to three loss uh, to the Patriots that team was not the same, and it makes you wonder if that team I don't know how their locker room was I don't know what the dynamic was like in, in the front office for that team, but it's something to me. Excuse me, honestly, I've been in situations and again I played at I played high school football, college rugby, but it's something that you know in any type of team at any level if things go sour on the on the off off the field or off the court in the locker room, you know, in in the weight room, wherever that is, if things are tense, if if the dynamic and the relational aspects for for teams, cough cough, the Houston Texans, you have to think there's tension there. So that's again, who knows what takes place for them, but for the Atlanta Falcons, my point being, if Vic Beasley was in a scenario where the locker room's not too great, you have to wonder if that impacted his play or whatever the the coaching's you know trying to do to. Uh, alter their their outcomes of their games that could be something that could be 
of consideration for them. But I think Vic Beasley's a guy who can't get to the passer still. And if you had a guy, and we've all talked about it, we've all considered it, we've all looked at the stats, but if you had Clowney, man, tomorrow at 4 o'clock, I'm going to be biting my nails, waiting to the moment that an announcement's made for Jadeveon Clowney. Because if he came to Tennessee, Vic Beasley, Harold Landry, and Clowney rotating for the defensive end spots, Simmons, Daquan Jones, and you have others that can get in and rotate. That is a nasty defensive line. And one I think that a lot of folks will sleep on like they do. We're Titans fans. People don't, you know, I think people still, fans expect this respect to come around. We're not going to get respect. I think the team knows that. I think guys like Lawan, I think Tannehill and Henry know that. That's why I think during that playoff run, they're saying, you know, it's kind of that why not us whole and take everything because they're not going to give you anything kind of a of, of approach, which I, I like. I, I like the I – don't, I don't think we're ever going to be, even if we win two or, you know, a, a Super Bowl or two, they're not going to give us that respect until we get that kind of thing, until we get championships because it's been a long time since we've won the AFC South. Um, obviously, an AFC championship appearance is a very massive, massive positive in your – pros list but the cons list I think we still have a lot of stuff to overcome and I think even last year I know people have kind of dubbed me a Mariota hater I'm not necessarily a hater I just don't think he had the tools to through all the situations he's been through it's something that uh you know uh, yeah it's over with he's gone we won't talk a ton about him but it's something I think this team right now it's better than it's ever been even in the history of the Tennessee Titans I think last year historically the stats, the points per game, everything was uh, historically better than we've ever been, which is extremely exciting if you're a Titans fan. Um, but yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of time before the season starts, and I'm I'm itching. Obviously, COVID nineteen quarantine's probably got us all a little crazy. Obviously, begging for sports, but if you're a football fan, a pro football fan, or a college football fan, I know you're probably nipping at the bit to uh, to get to August. And obviously, I, I I'm of the the belief that we'll be uh, we'll be seeing NFL and college kicking off without any delay. Um, I think the offseason for both collegiate and NFL leagues will be a little bit interesting as far as obviously spring games for college and practicing. Um, and even uh, kind of had some people coming at me on Twitter as far as um, the Saints, you know, Sean Payton telling the Saints players basically get in the best shape of your life, take care of your family and show up in July where – of course, that's not that far away. It's it's going to be sooner than later. But I think that's still, even in these weird times of, hey, check it in virtually. Or, or I think they even said that if the facility's even open, that they're not going to allow people to work out there. Which, again, I think people who are, are uh, anticipating that training camp is the time to to get in shape or to get your conditioning where it needs to be, I think they are very uh, mistaken to believe that that's going to pan out. If you look at a guy, and this is an example I made to somebody on Twitter as far as, if you look at LaJuan last year, getting out four games for his PED suspension, um, it took him, I think, I mean, I would even say into to week seven or week eight to really get back on the horse to really get where he needed to be back to his Pro Bowl level because it's something to me, man, that uh, if, if you're not already training right now for the 2020 season, I think, again, Christian Fulton, Derek Henry, guys, I'm sure they're both on Instagram. I saw yesterday that Jeffrey Simmons was benching 425 and putting it up a few times, which is which is awesome to see. But um, if you're not already doing something today, if you're not, you know, Ben Jones, the Titans uh, were able to share it out and kind of 
give him a, a hat tip for the sake of at his in his driveway outside of his garage uh, doing body squats and having a vest on and things like that. I mean, if you're not already doing something now, you're behind the ball. This is the NFL. I think a lot of guys have to approach it that way. And I think a lot of Saints fans who are the ones that were kind of defending Sean Payton's decision to not uh, – you know, not not have guys have some structure of uh, of meetings or accountability or whatever it is. Um, yeah, it, it'll it'll be fun to see what happens for them. But again, when Tom Brady and Gronkowski are coming into the division, I think you have to double down on what you're trying to do. Uh, my guy Roy Gulley popping in here. Uh, it's a solid draft. A lot of fans want home run picks every pick. Trust in J Rob. One game away from the Super Bowl, we just need a few extra players. We can make a push again. I agree. I wouldn't have said that prior to the draft. I mean, uh, again, I'm thinking of the drop off. I think you've made good picks and uh, to, to fill those the holes of Jack Conklin, Logan Ryan. Um, obviously, you know, Deion Lewis didn't a whole didn't do a whole lot, but I think uh, Darrington Evans brings in a guy, or he he brings the 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 kind of tools to the tool bag, if you will, of having that scat back who can be the third down guy, um, but also to be. I mean, last year I think the Titans did get kind of pigeonholed to where if Derrick Henry was not on the field, that they're obviously going to pass the ball. I think uh, Evans gives you the opportunity to now. I mean, some of his highlights I've seen limited, you know, film on him and, and highlights of what he's done. But the dude's got burst. The guy's got some speed, and he I think he's his build is is uh, similar, obviously, to those. The uh, Swifts, J.K. Dobbins, I'm not saying he's as good as them, but very similar build to kind of fill that scat back third down role. Um, but it is something I'll be very excited to see. Uh, Ryan Walker, I've seen a video of Fulton doing some drills. Yeah, he's ready to prove himself. I agree for sure. I think he is a uh, – I think he'll get some – I don't know if he'll compete necessarily per se. I think he's, he's a better option than a Ty Smith, but I think he could be – I know Vrabel even talked about after the first round uh, as far as Adoree potentially going inside to that slot route, that slot position that Logan Ryan filled. Um, it'll be fun to see what they do because I, I think this is still a really good roster. I think there's still some positions that need, need some attention, but, um, but yeah, it'll be a lot of fun to see what takes place. Uh, and here we are. I mean, it's April. I think a lot of this COVID-19 stuff is going to die down. Um, before the start of the season, which is exciting. I'm, ho I'm hoping, obviously, I know in Tennessee, I'm not sure where everybody else is. Um, but obviously, considering and talking about opening businesses this upcoming week in whatever uh, way that looks, um, we'll see what takes place. But Luke Corbett coming in, I would expect Clowney's contract to be around 15 to 17 million. That would be, I think I would, uh, yeah, I mean, I I would I don't think you're far off, Luke. I think it's something that I would love to see him get more than one year, but I, I do think that's something that they kind of roll the chips in because of how close they are coming uh, right now to uh, kind of maxing out their their uh, their uh, salary cap. Because I know the guys at uh, football and other f words, uh, Zebo and Lebowski, and those guys put up something today. Of I think w even with rookie contracts and even guys like McDonald, that's one thing I want to talk about too. Is Cole McDonald. Um, I think they're roughly at 19, 19, seven, five. I think they're at right now before, uh, or excuse me, after the draft. So that, that could be, um, pretty tight. I don't know what that looks like as far as, I mean, the hypothetical situation is that they get even lower than that. If J Rob, which he's even this season, this off season, he's been kind of priding himself on, um, 
you know, basically front-loading deals or back-loading deals and having outs in certain positions. Um, I, I would not be surprised to see Clowney get more money or more of a of a, of a longer deal than, than just a single year, obviously two to three years, but who knows, man. If it takes place, I mean, again, like Roy said a second ago, Roy Goley, uh, just trusting in John Robinson because, again, <laughs> again, Friday night I was a little bit, I was a little bit weary of, of the pick, but seeing how it all laid out and, and kind of worked out, I think I think J Rob's done enough to uh, to earn uh, the, obviously the confidence. But um, let me take this question here, Gavin Jones. Do you think the Titans should roll with Davis and Brown or trying to get another wide receiver? Um, and I, I think, yeah, I think for sure the guys like Khalif Raymond, those guys in the lower half of the the depth chart for wide receiver, because obviously A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, uh, I think you get Khalif Raymond in there, Darius Jennings. Um, I think there's enough to work with right now, but I think they can improve. Um, somebody on Periscope here. Wilson, what do you think about Cole McDonald? Is the project worth the upside? Let me say this. If you compare apples to apples, what the Titans got in Cole McDonald compared to just a couple years ago of Luke Falk, he makes, and I think a lot of guys have said this, he makes the preseason way more interesting for Titans fans everywhere. Um, I think he is a guy with his speed. I think he was in that 4-4, 4-5 range as far as his ability to run. Um, but I think even with his kind of awkward mechanical uh, kind of motion as he throws, uh, I think he. I think there could be. I don't know if he'll compete necessarily with Logan Ryan or Logan Woodside, excuse me, to be quarterback two on the roster. But I think he's a guy that could um, that could surprise some people, and especially I know uh, he and Arthur Smith and Pat O'Hara both. You know, they all three had conversations as far as obviously before this draft, and he mentioned that in his his kind of presser after being picked. Um, He's a guy I'm I'm excited to see, and I think even the hype and obviously people are making jokes about the connection to Hawaii, and of course the Titans have to take a Hawaiian quarterback. Um, I think he has a lot of upside. I think he is a project. I think he again is a guy that the Titans would pride themselves on developing, but it's something that, um, I, I, from what I've heard and what I've seen from people that have watched him play. He was one of the best players on the field in the games that he was playing in, which is exciting. Again, that's in college. It's Hawaii. They're playing a lot of lower conferences, so it's not like they're playing like Christian Fulton has played against some of the best receivers with Henry Ruggs and and uh, other other guys in the uh, the uh, SEC. So that's one thing that's yes. And again, Isaiah Wilson going up against some of the best competition in the country in the SEC, but it'll be very exciting. Um, what do I think of the uh, undrafted free agents? I haven't seen a complete list yet, but of the ones I did see, I think it's interesting to, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Michael Morris. Thanks for correcting me there. Darius Jennings to the chargers. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else cause they kept one guy. I'm, I, I'm, I'm blanking here. I had the roster in front of me. Um, who was it, man? It was very similar. Um, Position, role, speed guy. Again, I'm, I'm forgive me for uh, for blanking on that one, um, but uh, could they use him like they use the Saints Hill? Maybe that's what they're going for. But again, if if Hill, they would okay. If if they go that route, Taysom Hill, obviously last year, Cameron Batson. Thank you so much. Um, if they used. Cole McDonald, the same way they use Taysom Hill, obviously not as a, this as similar in build. I think Hill's a little bit more bulky, but he obviously might be a little bit faster than the four five, four four range, whatever uh, 
McDonald ran. If that's the case, though, then they really think really highly of um, Logan Woodside. And I think a lot of people are surprised by that. I think that's something that I don't know that people necessarily – I believed, and honestly, I thought they were going to bring somebody else in, especially with some of the talent out there still for quarterback. Um, obviously, they're not going to be bringing in Jameis, Jameis Winston, even though John Robinson was on staff whenever they drafted Winston in, in, in Tampa Bay. Um, that's, that's an interesting question, Roy. I think that could be maybe something we see. I, I really don't know that the Titans necessarily fit into that cookie-cutter model, that they only do this and they are known for this and – I mean, I would not be shocked to see if Cole McDonald does make the roster. That's a big flyer, too. I think he, again, is a guy that could make preseason exciting, and that's something that you that you kind of stay up and wait some of those early games to see what they do. I think, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, I think they might have taken a game away um, either this year or next year whenever they start uh, 17 official games, I think, a season. Uh, again, forgive me, my brain's probably fried from quarantine and – and all, but that's something too that, um, yeah, I think Cole McDonald does have a lot of that upside. But yeah, Luke coming in here to save me, bail me out. Cameron Batson's coming back from injury. I think he's that guy to fill, um, similar to Khalif Raymond. I think Raymond turned a lot of heads in the Colts game last year, and obviously in Baltimore, whenever he went over the top and, and Tannehill dropped it in, it'd be a lot of fun to see. But I, I think. I'm, I, the, the things I'm excited about the most, and I'll say this right now because obviously we're still a day after the draft, still a lot of things, and all this is on paper, but the most exciting part for me, and I'm, I'm not a huge running back guy, I'm not a guy that you're going to you know see pay a bunch of money or even propose the idea of they should pay Henry X amount of money and keep him here forever, um, but it's something that D Darrington Evans is a guy to see kind of the the now they're they're no longer singly and, and kind of one dimensional at the running back position. I think Evan makes Evans makes them, excuse me, multi-dimensional at running back because again, last year when they're lining up with Henry, you know, you're going to get smacked in the mouth and when Deion Lewis, they're going to try and have, you know, a second and long or a third and mid, you know, mid whatever it is, he's a third down guy. And now Evans I think is a guy that can come in and really impress um, if he's a special teams guy at the beginning and he works his way into, you know, into, into that second role, I have no, no reason to believe him not to be uh, running back two right now. It's something that um, will be fun to watch. But I think he, he, he makes the offense better with him being able to bring more to the table than I think Deion Lewis did. Um, let me take this one here. What's up, Titans for life? Are you surprised they didn't draft a wide receiver considering this likely Davis's last year and it's a rich wide receiver draft? I am a little bit surprised. However, y'all have to bear with me here because as much as I busted on Marcus Mariota and much as I, I, you know, I just said he was not as good as we all thought he, he could have been, Corey Davis is a guy who has been handcuffed to Marcus Mariota for almost his entire career, except for last year. I know Corey Davis, and maybe this is why they did not draft the guys, because they are looking at this year being Corey Davis's last year to where I know one thing that Corey Davis is known for and kind of gets put out there all the time for, his separation percentage whenever he's he's lining up is, is, is substantial. I don't know the exact number, um, but it's something to me that um, I think he could turn some heads in 2020. 
especially with more people turning their heads towards A.J. Brown. I think even Adam Humphreys, you know, kind of filling more of his role. I know he got hurt there for a, a good while in the later, mid to later half of the season. But I think he's a guy that could be somebody to, to Corey Davis being of really turning some heads in 2020 because I think the offense, again, Titans fans, and this is, I'm speaking about myself, and I know you all are probably going to agree with me. We're all getting used to having continuity and we're not having, you know, a brand new head coach and a new, obviously we have a new-er quarterback, our new, our, our 2020 fourth round pick, uh, Mr. Ryan Tannehill, which is a, a great, again, J-Rob's doing his thing. Um, but we're not used to having this continuity to build, to build on because, again, Arthur Smith, we all, the question mark last year was Arthur Smith and obviously Mariota going into his final year is kind of prove it year. Um, but to see Arthur Smith do what he did, you have the NFL leading rusher and Derrick Henry, um, a lot of confidence for Arthur Smith, which to me, I, again, last year, I think they brought in a lot of stuff. I think they might even have even hired Arthur Smith to help Marcus Mariota develop. And now that he's with Tannehill, they're very similar in their, in their, you know, kind of tool bags, if you will. Um, of what of what they had, and Mark, I'm talking about Marcus and, and Tannehill, but now that you have your quarterback and you have your future and you know where you want to go and what you can do, um, uh, I think you have to kind of go with that. And yeah, Luke, uh, I don't want to skip Michael Morse's comment here, but just to address you real quick, I, I, I'm not saying to just run the, or excuse me, to get away from running the ball. I'm saying you know what you are, and, and you, you have you have the groundwork laid for what you can do offensively speaking. I think this is just a point and a position to expand that and to get more, um, more complex than what you're doing. Because I think, again, I do not want to sound like an anti Mariota guy. I just, I, I hope, I think, I think he eventually could become the starter in, in, in Las Vegas with the Raiders, which they had a, a pretty good draft. I mean, it's something that Carr is a big question mark. And I think he, in that, and in, in that scheme and that offense um, I think, and I know he he said something on I think Clay Travis. Um, no, I'm I'm with you, Luke. I just wanted to make the point because I think they they know what they want to do and how to do it. But it's something that um, well, it'll be fun to watch. Again, I keep saying that, but it's just something that, uh, um, yeah, it, it'll be fun to see what takes place. And I'm looking forward to uh, again if it all takes place. And I'm having to get used to this quarantine stuff to where we can't assume that the, I know the, the two years ago they did a Centennial High School open practice, which was, I was there, it was awesome. Um, that's before we started Chat 10 Sports and one reason why I wanted to start it because I saw so many guys out there doing their thing and it's like, Chattanooga doesn't have much like that, so let's make let's make a bang in, in, in Chattanooga. Um, but let me catch up here. Um, Michael Morris, right, when Tannehill comes in, Corey Davis made an awesome catch on the sideline. We never have seen that from him. Mariota's barely thrown to him. Yeah, I think, who, yeah, it, it, it'll be, I think, again, I think Corey Davis, if I'm going to put my chips on one guy to really show out this year, I think it'll be Corey Davis. Do you think A.J. Brown's our number one guy? Without a doubt, I think defenses know him. And what I love about A.J. Brown, and this is why I think if they're going to fill a wide receiver spot, you're going to go after a guy who has more speed. Because uh, I know Tajay Sharp wasn't the fastest guy, but he would catch just about everything thrown his way. Uh, it's exciting, but I think they could utilize a guy that if he, like a Henry Ruggs, if you had a guy, and again, if they, if he was available uh, in, in that point in the draft, I could have seen them go on that route because dude's got wheels, but 
you know, even like a Jalen Rager, I don't know if the, if the speed is the kind of the complete package for some of those uh, receivers that you would want to have to really invest in that type of player. But if you had a guy, and maybe they think they have it with Khalif Raymond and, and Cameron Batson, because if you have a guy who can catch it and go 60, 70 yards, or even get that 30 to 40, you know, gain or whatever it is, those are the guys I think worth bringing in. And I think it would be, that's the type of, 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 contrast to A.J. Brown's game because I think A.J. Brown is known for um, the slant route being his kind of go-to. He can throw a, a stiff arm and, and, and make some moves and, and make some uh, some impacts. So it'll be fun to see what he can do there. But um, again, I think Corey Davis has some speed, not top tier speed, not track athlete speed, but I think he's a guy that could do that. Um, and it's something that, again, I'm just still getting – I'm confessing here. I'm still getting used to this team being as good as it is, being a Titans fan. I know we're – you know, historically we've been 9-7 and seven and we've had winning seasons. But to really look at this roster right now and to be at this point, it's, it's, it's really, really exciting to see where they're going to go in 2020 because, man, I mean, even last year I know we had a pretty good roster. I didn't think – the outcome would be what it was at that time. But um, I think the expectation, what are y'all's expectations? If you're watching with me on Facebook and on Periscope, what are you, what are you expecting now for 2020 for the Tennessee Titans? Because I know the conversation has been for Vrabel and for John Robinson of getting some home playoff games, obviously winning your division, getting the first or second seed and just making the uh, making Nissan stadium, which again, I think a couple times in the last Three years, we, we maybe have seen one, not just sellouts, but I mean, even in the, uh, I was there for quite a few of those games last year, but just to, I know the Kansas City Chiefs game, it kind of cleared out at the end and all of a sudden they made a comeback and it was still really loud, but I think fans want to, um, want to see it happen. 11 wins division title, I think that's, that's, uh, that's a good conservative, fair uh, ex expectations. Um, yeah, I think, again, uh, Titans for Life on Twitter says, to, to start finally uh, dominating your division, who I think the Colts are the one team. I think we might get, you know, if we have, what, four games against the Houston Texans and the Jags, if we, if we went three and one, if we could split the division or split the the series with the Texans, and obviously I think we could sweep the Jaguars, that would be fantastic. If we split the if we split the series with the Colts again, I, I'm not I'm not looking at Phil Rivers like I know busting what the boys said it a while ago. You know the Oprah, you get a you get a pick, you get a pick, you get a pick. I think he's still going to be, especially with T. Y. Hilton, with Michael Pittman Jr. Um, other other positions they filled in the draft. I think that they're going to be. I, I get why folks are talking about them being the favorite in the AFC South because it's something that. I mean, I I'm not sleeping on the Colts, but it, I I do think, and I agree with you guys. Ten, eleven wins. Um, you know, getting that divisional round. Excuse me, the division championship, and then leading to maybe a, a first round bye would be. Uh, Awesome. And I'm thinking, obviously, Kansas City, Baltimore. Baltimore got really good this weekend. Really good. I think, um, 
Yeah, they're, they're always going to be a thorn in the Titans' side, and, and I, I love it because it's obviously historic and Ray Lewis and, and Eddie George and that rivalry, and obviously last year with, with this most recent team, it'll be a lot of fun to see. But, dude, they they got better, and I think the Chiefs didn't have – I think I think I heard Trey Wingo say during the NFL draft they interviewed uh, Andy Reid, and I think they had – I mean, they've had serious – or, or uh, they've had little to none as far as turnover um, – uh, going into this this offseason. Ryan Field says, when do you think we will announce Clowney's signing? I know some people are, are consp- you know, kind of have the conspiracy theory as far as him already being signed. They're waiting for a physical, and they're just waiting to, to kind of get through all this COVID-19 stuff to announce it. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, it, it's it's it, it'll be fun to see what takes place because – um, if, if, if it's going to be any time, I think it's this week, I think Monday, tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's going to open it, everything up. And then I think, I think it's off to the races from there. Luke asks, can you elaborate on the situation with us, with the compensatory pick with Clowney for us at all? I don't know much about it. I don't know what his value would be going. I think it would be, I don't know what that necessarily would break down to be. And I haven't considered it because he hasn't signed obviously with us, but to see what he would be. That's something that uh, I can look into and try and get back with because, again, I think this I think Titans Nation is going to um, uh, explode if they get Clowney after the draft they just had. Ryan says, "Can you clear if Fulton failed uh, failed tests was was PED or THC?" I have heard both. I, ESPN referred to it as PED, and I, I've heard that. Um, I've heard conflicting reports as well, so I don't necessarily want to say outright. I, I can't necessarily speak to it, um, but it's something that uh, I don't. I don't know that it's a it's a necessarily issue an issue right now because um, obviously the Titans felt confident enough to take him. It's a third rounder. Do we get it or Seattle? If he signs with us, I think Seattle gets it. That's my assumption. I believe that's how it works because the Patriots have had guys that have signed elsewhere and they get all all types of compensatory picks, but. Um, I believe that will be in 2021, obviously, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Let's see, 249 Eastern. Um, yeah, but I think I think I'm all. I wanted to get my thoughts out, but if you guys have any other questions or thoughts, um, anything else stuck out to you? I, I guess to me, one thing I did want to mention on this thing because I'm going to end up taking this and uploading the audio to Chat 10 Sports Podcast feed, which you can find everywhere. You can actually subscribe to us if you enjoyed this. Me. My guy Chase Green, who's today is his birthday. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, give him a shout out. And I think we posted from Chat 10 Sports that today was his birthday. Um, but he and uh, Chase and Zach and excuse me, Zach Brooks and myself um, do a weekly podcast. And obviously, with things being down right now, we've we've kind of slowed the roll with those. But you can subscribe to those anywhere you listen to podcasts: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, we're through Anchor, so you can go on Anchor.com/slash/Chat10Sports and find your preferred platform. But one thing I did want to talk about, and I think I've gotten some 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 people laughing at me about it, um, I think the Miami Dolphins could make a push for a 2020, get, get, get ready for this, a playoff card position in the playoffs because I think their team, um, I think the big wild card for them is quarterback still. I think, obviously, do you go, I think, to his injuries, um, would prevent him from going from the beginning of the 2020 season, but I could see him definitely taking over somewhere. But that team has made serious moves 
uh, Flores, and I forget the GM's name uh, down there, but that's one team. Obviously, they had almost more picks. I think they had more picks than anybody, uh, but I think the Vikings took more picks. Yeah, they got real good this weekend, Luke said. Um, I, I just I think Flores is one of those, those guys that um, could pan out uh, as far as a – Belichick disciple. I know he and Saban both, whenever they've had guys leave, they've not always done great. Of course, Vrabel's been one of those guys to to branch out and do his own thing. And obviously, he's undefeated against the Patriots now. Um, what's up, Chris Harper? Jumping on here. My guy from Titans, Two-Tone Blue Nation, my guy. But, um, but yeah, I think the Dolphins got really good as far as um, just all the way around. I think their offensive line, they made some obviously good picks. One big surprising thing that I, I think everyone's talked about uh, is the Panthers taking straight up defensive one through? I think all all seven of their picks were were defensive. Uh, Matt Rule is a guy I like. I think he could do really well. Teddy Bridgewater will be fun to see. It's that time of the year that you haven't fully really recognized what rosters are and who is on what team now. Obviously today, uh, Jay Bowens, as he calls himself on Twitter, Mister Jameis Winston's with the Saints now. Um, uh, Taysom Hill also signs a, a deal today, which I, I I I don't know which way to go on that. That's a toy, that's a that's a coin flip if you're going to say who's going to be taking over the reins once uh, Drew Brees is with NBC in a couple years. But um, yeah, buddy, Chris, my man, uh, Gavin Jones says uh, Burrow or Tua. I think right now, and this is one thing I wanted to talk about too. Thanks for reminding me about this. Is to answer this qu- question specifically, I'm going to go with Tua. Um, even with the injuries, I don't know what the future holds. So in a year or whatever that is, please do not uh, hold my feet to the fire. I, if I'm if I'm Tua right now, and I'm Joe Burrow right now, I'm I know Burrow is probably looking at it as a Mount Everest type of climb of I have to get all the way up there to get this team back to you know a competitive because the Browns got good. I mean, let's not sleep on them. Steelers potentially have. Um, uh, I think Roethlisberger is slated to come back. I think that division and obviously the Ravens. So they have a stout division. But I think Tua with obviously Tom Brady leaving the division, uh, Josh Allen and then Jake Fromm is behind him. If Josh, if Josh Allen goes down and Matt, Matt Barkley or Jake Fromm have to take snaps and I'm a Bills fan, I'm going to go ahead and throw myself through a table and, and just pass out because looks looks pretty rough. But one thing I wanted to talk about, and this question makes me think about it. I think for a guy, I'm, I'm trying to think of who actually slipped in the draft. And I'm not talking about slip like Jake Fromm slipped, because is it better for players who are picked at the top or guys that slip down and go to better teams? I would probably much rather be the guy that slips. And even, again, what would Lamar Jackson's career look like, obviously, a year or two in, if he was taken by the Browns or if he was taken by the Bengals on a really bad team, I don't think he's the Madden cover athlete. I don't think he takes his team to the playoffs last year or the year before last or whatever it was. I think it's going to be something that um, I think Tua has a better opportunity to succeed for the reasons I said as far as the Dolphins draft. But I think he is just a guy that uh, nothing against Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is a fantastic athlete, leader. I think he has fantastic work ethic, but I think Tua has the talent around him. Um, Luke Corbett said, I'm excited to see what Rivera does in Washington. Yes, I think uh, I'm a big Riverboat Ron guy myself. I think he's a guy that can, 
I mean, if a, if a culture needs overhauling, I think he's a, a, a great guy to do it. And I think there was a video a year or two back where he he was, I mean, locker room conversation, so it got profane, but it's one of those things that he just knows how to knows how to lead the team. It's exciting to see, exciting to, to watch, but obviously Chase Young. <laughs> Chase Young's a great guy to, to, to kind of push your chips in and uh, say, I'm going to do this thing. But, Ch yeah, Chase Young, I think, is going to be – I don't want to get too ahead of myself and say a Hall of Famer, but I think he's going to be a, a pro bowler for quite a few years out of his career if he does stay healthy. Um, yeah, but I think uh, that kind of wraps up my, my allotted time here since my, my children's are about to pop up from their naps. But I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope you're all staying healthy, staying safe. I'm sure we're all getting a little stir-crazy, uh, but hang tight with us. I know, again, as, as sports have kind of slowed down, so has Chat 10 Sports, but obviously – Tonight is episode three and four for The Last Dance. So if you're watching that and enjoying it like us, me, Chase, and, uh, and Zach will be actually jumping on, I think, tomorrow night to react, to do that. We've already done episodes one and two, so go find Chat 10 Sports, the podcast network on um, uh, any, any platform that you listen to. Sorry, I got a text from my wife saying something, so I wanted to make sure she got the attention she deserves. <laughs> Um, but make sure and check us out there. Uh, one last comment from Chris Harper here to get a first round for a second or third round pick is good for us. Um, I don't always do video podcasts. Sorry, guys. Titans for life. I appreciate the interaction on Periscope. Um, I'm, I'm starting to consider doing this because I know on Facebook and Periscope, I think you can add people, which will be cool to have Chase on here or Zach from, from time to time to do some Titans talk because... Yeah, I mean, what else do we have to do right now? I've been playing some golf. Not really done it before. My wife's gotten her. Uh, my wife's a big green thumb um, for all those on Facebook. I can't really move you, uh, Periscope. But you can see over here in our garage, behind these lights, we've got a bunch of seedlings coming over uh, and getting ready for this year, which I'm telling you, if you've never had a garden before, and this is a complete bunny trail. <laughs> If you've never had a homegrown garden before, I'm telling you, there's nothing like sinking your teeth into your very own tomato or whatever produce or, or vegetables you might be growing. But we have three four by eight beds and two four by four beds. So we'll be busy uh, throughout the summer to get her uh, garden going. And then I'm also uh, maybe talking about getting a puppy for my daughter's six year old, six, six, uh, sixth birthday. So we'll see. But yeah, thank you guys so much for checking this out. And again, check us out at chat10sports.com. If you're new to Chat 10 Sports, we are based in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area. We are basically a hub for all fans for events, watch parties for the Tennessee Titans, Braves, Predators, and the, uh, who am I missing? And the Vols, which had a, a awesome weekend for them to see. Jawan Jennings drafted. I know uh, Callaway went to the Saints. I think uh, Dominic, Dominic Wood Anderson went to the C, uh, the Seahawks. And then obviously Daryl Taylor's out there already being a second-round pick. But, uh, but yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate your interaction and questions. And I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday. And hope you have a great rest of your week. And uh, take it easy, y'all.